Good morning, Thursday Connect Online. This is Pastor Jennifer, and I am so excited about today. It's the month of February, and we are in the process of continuing our book study on Isaiah, Be Comforted. But today, I'm taking a little pause, and I want to introduce you to a very dear friend of mine and of ours at ICF Rome. Her name is Pastor Laura Lee from Church Alive in North Carolina. And they are the ones who helped, even with Bella Vita, some of the setup of what we do here in Rome. And I asked Pastor Laura to give us a word of persevering faith. You know, in this world that we live in, we can get weary in well-doing. Not only do we need to be comforted, but we need to be strong and courageous. So I want you to listen to this message from Laura, and then we're going to pray together at the end of our time. Don't miss the word of the Lord that he has for you today. Hey, 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 ICF Rome Sisterhood and Pastor Jennifer, greetings from Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm so excited to be joining you virtually um, today for your Thursday Connect. And I, my heart and my hope is that by the power of the Holy Spirit that you will be convicted and convinced through God's word for whatever it is that you need in your life today. Um, thank you so much, Pastor Jennifer, for entrusting me and for giving me the opportunity to speak there in the sisterhood. Um, we miss you guys. We long for the opportunity to come back again in person to be with you. We have such wonderful memories, our ladies do here at Church Alive of coming over and being a part of your events and your services on the weekend. And so we long for that day. Hopefully very soon we'll be able to do that. But thank you so much, Pastor Jennifer, for everything that you have um, just done in my life. You've been such an amazing mentor and leader and example of what a faithful woman of God how she is, what she looks like, how she acts. Um, you have been such an example for me, and I thank you for every deposit that you have made in my life over the course of the last 25-plus years. I love you so much, friend. Um, well, speaking of faithfulness, I want to take just a few minutes. Pastor Jennifer asked me to share with you ladies um, just a few minutes of, of what does, um, how is how your joy can be made complete in walking a faithful life. Emphasis on walking, on things that we must do in order for this to happen. I've been serving Jesus for 40 plus years. I, I'm getting ready to turn a big birthday later on, much later on this year, but I have been serving uh, and loving Jesus for a long time and and 28 years of those uh, 40, I have served in full-time ministry along with my husband. And, and a few years after that, I have served the local church um, and uh, been such a part of my everyday life. And, and I have seen a lot of things. I, I've met a lot of people. And I tell you, the person that impresses me the most, sisterhood, are those women, those saints, those men who have stood the test of time and have been found 
faithful in continuing their walk with the Lord, no matter what the circumstances around them look like. Here in America, we call them steady eddies. That's the term that's used for those peeps that are just steady there. They just continue to walk no matter what happens. Um, I'm going to use the reference of steady Betty's. I'm looking for those people who can be, uh, st- that can stand the test of time and be, uh, steady no matter the season of life that you're in. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that no matter what happens, we can have the assurance and confidence And even Proverbs chapter 31, verse 25 says that we can laugh at our future. It says she is clothed with strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come. That's the reference for the Proverbs 31 woman. And so we can be expectant of our future and know that God is faithful or because God is faithful and he asks us to be the same. But being a sister of faithfulness is gonna take some action on our part. And my heart is so moved for you, sister friend, uh, at ICF and all those that are watching online. And my hope is that, um, I will be able to share with you some tools that we can be aware of that will equip us for faithfulness and equip us to live a faithful life and one that will even affect the generations that are coming behind us. John chapter 15 verse 11 says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. When we look at what the word joy means, it is not a feeling. It is actually a spirit of contentment. It means that you are going to be steady. You're going to be a steady Betty. You're going to be content. You're going to be complete in the season that you're walking in because rest assured, you know and are fully confident of God's faithfulness and that he will come through for you. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he being God cannot disown himself. First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine says, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not if the storm comes, sisterhood, it's when the storm comes. And we must know when that storm comes, how to properly hold our footing when the winds and the waves begin to crash over us. In addition to holding our footing of of understanding how to hold our footing, we must understand the importance of that storm during that specific season of our life. So 
It's not just about what happens in the middle of the storm. It's about the actual storm itself. There's a reason that you're walking through it. For a few minutes today, I want to talk about faithfulness. What does faithfulness look like? Well, I know I described Pastor Jennifer earlier. She is what such a beautiful model of faithfulness for the kingdom. But what does faithfulness actually look like? What does it act like? What does it sound like? What does it serve like? The definition of faithfulness is the quality of being faithful. That's what the dictionary says the word faithful, faithfulness means. The biblical definition of faithfulness comes from a place of trust and loyalty. Well, that is a big task when I think about the fact that God wants me to be trustworthy. God wants me to be loyal to what? To Him. To Him. He wants me to be loyal not only to Him, but to His church. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. In order to be faithful and live a life full of faithfulness, sister friend, you got to have faith. That's the, the origin. That's the starting point for every believer is we must have faith. You know, there's two qualities um, or there's two words that describe a faithful life that sums it up. In a nutshell, it's assurance and confidence. Assurance and confidence. And these two words both have a beginning and an ending point. These two qualities of faith have a beginning and an ending point. The beginning of point is first believing in God's character. That's confidence. You're confident in who God says that he is. The ending point is God's promise. God will do what he says he will do. You know, um, through the years, I've had to walk through a lot of pain and hurt and sorrow. And if you live long enough, you will experience that as well. And those are those tests of time, tests in our seasons that God uses and there are opportunities that, that really uh, make us grow up in our faith and cause us to uh, maybe not even view the landscape of our life a little differently, but hopefully what it does is it sets you up for an even bigger expectation moving down the road for that next season. What do I mean? I mean that I have learned every single difficult situation, every single hardship, every single uh, pain, every single circumstance that has been a hard season, a, a storm in my life. It's always a little easier the next time I have to walk through something because I remember what I've already walked through 
And I've reminded myself of what God's already done in that season. It makes me more confident in that next season that God is going to do what he says he will do because of his promises and that he is who he says he is. He's faithful. He never changes is what the Bible tells us. When we believe that God will fulfill his promises, even though we don't see it, we're relying on those past experiences to see you through that waiting and that remaining. And what we're demonstrating in that process is faith. Remember, I said, in order to be full of faithfulness, we got to start at the beginning and we just got to have faith. Our faith is in a God who created the entire universe by his words, by his spoken words. He said, let there be light. By his spoken words, he created the oceans. He created the mountains. Think about that. What power there is in the spoken word of God. Well, y'all, sisters, we have the spoken word of God right here at our fingertips. And there is power in that word. What I do know, and I think why I have such a heart for this message, uh, sisterhood, ICF Rome, is that I know Jesus is coming back. And I have heard that, Pastor Jennifer, ever since I was a little girl. I have heard my owl. I have heard uh, my Sunday school teachers. I've heard my pastors say it. Over the course of my lifetime, hundreds, maybe thousands of times, Jesus is coming soon. Get ready. Well, I'm saying it, saying it to you in 2021. We know that the world literally shut down a little over a year ago. We know that circumstances in the seasons of our life and maybe our family's lives didn't look like what we thought it was going to look like. But what I know, what I believe that God is saying to his church during this season uh, that we have had to walk through is get ready. I am coming back. Jesus is coming soon for a bride without spot or wrinkle. I want to share a passage of scripture with you tonight out of Matthew chapter 25. I'm going to start with verse 14. And this is a parable that Jesus told about the talents uh, that were invested and ones that weren't invested. This is a great example of what it means to be a faithful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, a faithful servant of the kingdom of heaven. Verse 14 says, Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. This is again Jesus talking. To the one he gave, the master gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. He doubled his investment. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more bags. He doubled his investment. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. 
After a long time, the master of the servants returned and settled the accounts with them. The man who had received the five bags of gold brought the other five. And master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. Well, his master replied, I love the fact that this master spoke this man's love language. He replied to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Isn't it awesome to think that God affirms our abilities? He affirms those gifts that we have given back to him. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Well, the same thing happened with the man with the two uh, bags of gold. He said, Master, you entrusted me with two bags. See, I've gained two more. Verse 23 goes on to say, The master replied to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things, actually with two things. And I will put you in charge of many. Remember, he doubled his investment. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came to him. Can you just envision it, girls? Listen, he was scared. He said, Master, I knew that you were a hard man. Basically, he was saying, I know you're, you're kind of mean. Harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, I protected it and it's there. It belongs to you. The master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and I gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, at least I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more. Let me say that again. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside, the master said, into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Girls, the work and the labor of love of faithful saints shall be rewarded. In this parable, Jesus is telling us through this story that those who bear no fruit cannot be expected to be treated the same as those servants who are faithful in multiplying what they have. And there's certainly no excuse for hiding it. You see, God doesn't want us to just go hide in a closet somewhere. He doesn't want us to bury our heads in the sand. He's given you, he's created you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he has created you for a divine purpose. He's given you, he's given you talents and treasures and his expectation as your master is double it. What are you doing with it? What kind of interest are you bearing on the gifts that I have given you? Walk in your faithfulness, sister friend. These are the, these are the things that we are going to be held accountable for. 
My heart, my ears want to hear Jesus say to me on that day that I am at the great throne of judgment. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's my goal. Heavenward. I want to have that said to me. Not you got scared somewhere and hid in the closet, Laura, when things got tough. But it's no, you were on the forefront of the lines. You were encouraging. You were teaching. You were praying. You were sowing. You were multiplying what I've given you. The bottom line, ladies, is that real evidence of our faith is how we act. The real evidence of our faithfulness is going to be how we act. Tonight, Julianne, I have a friend here that's going to help me out. She's going to push over here something that I, um, I've used this in an illustration before. And, and let me explain it to you because this might be the first time you've even seen something that looks like this and, and maybe not. This might, this might not be your first time, but over here in America, and uh, some of you might have parking garages in where you live, but in America, in most of our houses, uh, there, you will find what we call the toolbox. A lot of the times, I mean, it doesn't have to be just a man's toolbox. It can be a woman that has a toolbox in their garage because in that toolbox, there are tools that, that we need in order to fix things. There's tools in our toolboxes in our houses that help us fix the problems that we might have. And so tonight I wanted to use the illustration that sometimes we are using the wrong toolbox. We have the wrong toolbox in trying to live a faithful life. And so I want to show you the little toolbox that we walk around with. And not that these things in this toolbox are bad in itself because they're not. But they're not necessarily the right tools that we need in order to stand the test of time. To be able to stand up during the season that we are walking in. Being able to stand whenever those storms come. You know, it's the little um, uh, self-righteous five-minute prayers. Those little tokens that we do because we think it will make us feel better. It's those small little daily devotionals that we have as we come and go flippantly, not even thinking about the longing that how God created us for fellowship and He wants us more than just five minutes. He wants us to invest longer into what he has been trying to say to us. So not that daily devotionals, your daily devotional time is bad. It's not. It's wonderful. But what are you doing during that devotional time? It's, you know, thinking, okay, yeah, I really need to go to church just because that's an expectation. It should be an anticipation in your life. Being with others as part of the bride of Christ should be something that is a high priority in your life. But unfortunately, we just think, oh, we can just kind of come and go whenever we we, we need, we want to. Self-help books. Treating the church like a like a business or like a, a department store, basically. Let me say that way because that's uh, called consumerism. 
those are some of the tools that we walk around with as a, as a believer. And can I just tell you that's the wrong toolbox. You don't want those type of tools to be a faithful servant of Jesus Christ. These are the tools that you're going to need. These are the, this is the big time toolbox right here. And it has some amazing tools in it. The first tool is God's character. Can I just tell you, ladies, God doesn't change. His character never changes, and God is faithful. That, along with many other attributes of God's character, are those things that equip us for faithfulness. That's the, one of the tools that we have that we can be assured of. Remember those two words that describe faithfulness, assurance and confidence? We can be assured of God's character. I'm going to let Juliana hold that. Oh, that's blank. Okay, we can add, add, add something there. Um. Hang on. Prayer. Prayer is a tool. It's not those little five-minute five minute prayers. I'm talking about praying through. I'm talking about spending quality time. Those times that we have been on our phones or those times that we are, are investing in other things when, when we need to spend time, part of our week, in prayer. And not just talking to God, but listening to what he wants to say to us. One of the greatest tools that we have is God's word. So not that those self-help books are not bad. They're not. They're great. And a lot of the times those books have elements of God's word in it. But there is nothing that can compare with the word, the spoken word of God. His word will never fail. Your sisterhood is a tool that equips you for faithfulness, your faith community. We need one another. If there's one thing that this pandemic has brought to light for the local church is how imperative it is that we need one another. Our times together are so wonderful. And I know many of us still have to be online or watch online. But when you have the opportunity to come together, how much more precious it is. Just got a couple of more discipleship, learning and growing, that Bible study, exactly what we're doing tonight, that connection time, that discipleship, digging deeper, learning what God's word says and applying it in our everyday life. One of the greatest tools that we have to be equipped for faithfulness is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit equips us for faithfulness. It strengthens us. Those days we have no more tears to shed. Those days we have no more prayers to pray. The Holy Spirit sweeps in, comforts us, gives us the strength that we need. And last but certainly not least, sorry, that was the wrong one. I've already said that one. The fruit of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, meekness. Those are all fruits of the Holy Spirit. And those are things that you must use in your everyday life and apply those things in your everyday life. And it will equip you and make you stronger in your faithful walk with the Lord. Thank you, Juliana. I'll let her take back that back. 
So I just wanted to give you the illustration of which toolbox are you carrying around? Which toolbox is going to equip you for faithfulness? Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love Him and keep His commandments. Um, you know, when I think about that passage of Scripture, obviously my heart is for the generations. And I, I shared that with you just a few minutes ago. But what a beautiful promise written in the Old Testament that assures us of the faithfulness of God, but also of His covenant that He has with the generations that will come after us for those who keep His commandments. I want you, sister friend, to be faithful over fearful. I want you to be faithful over how you feel, over your feelings. I want you to be faithful over worrying about followers on social media. I want you to be faithful over the desire to be famous. I would prefer you to be faithful over being fake. We don't have time to play games anymore. Faithful in our time. Faithful in our talents. Faithful in our treasures. Your joy will be made complete. And again, that's not a state of happiness. That's a state of contentment. Your joy will be made complete in every season of your life, even when they're super difficult, because you will be equipped for faithfulness whenever you walk that faith out. When you have the assurance of who you know God says, or who God says He is, and what He says He will do. Tonight, this is my blessing for over you and, and for you as, as we prepare and as we long for the day of the return of Jesus Christ. I want you to have as much desire as I do to hear him say those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. First Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24 says this. In closing, may God himself, the God of peace, Sanctify you, sister, through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Amen. Can you pray with me? Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray over the sisterhood at ICF Rome and all those watching online. Maybe their friends and their friends. Father, I ask your Jesus, Lord, that you would convict and convince us of those areas of our life that need to be fine-tuned, those areas of our life that we need to do a gut check and see which toolbox that we are carrying around with us in order to be equipped for faithfulness. Lord, I ask your Father that you would be with us, touch our bodies, heal our minds, Father. Help us, Lord, to anticipate your return. Anticipate your faithfulness as we walk in every season of our life. God, I know that, that you will do it according to Scripture. And so, God, we just thank you for this house. We thank you for Pastor Rick and Pastor Jennifer. 
I thank you, Lord, for the investment of their talents and their times and their treasure into the church there at ICF Rome. And Father, we just ask your Lord that you would be with us until we can be together again. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much, ICF uh, Sisterhood, for allowing me to uh, be a part of your Thursday Connect. Thank you, Pastor Jennifer. Um, love you so much. And may God bless you and your work there in Rome. Ciao. Wow, I feel encouraged and I hope you do too. You know, today, as you maybe have typed amen in the chat, you have responded. I also want to give you an opportunity to type in the chat your prayer request. There's nothing wrong with raising our hand and saying, that's me. I need prayer. And I will tell you, that's me. I need prayer. I need prayer every day to be stronger and confident and to let the Holy Spirit energize me for that day. So right now, I'm going to pray with you. I believe God ordained for you to hear this message on faith, not just for those who maybe need new faith, but maybe your faith walk needs that super duper freshness from the Holy Spirit today. So I'm going to be praying and we're going to be looking at those answers that you write in the chat, those prayer requests where two or three agree as touching anything it's done. You're going to send this video today on faith to someone who's been discouraged and their faith is going to come alive again. I know it. So right now we just say, Lord, I pray for my friends that are watching from around the world. I thank you for my sisters in Rome. I thank you for my sisters in North Carolina. And I thank you for the one watching today. May she know, may he know that faith moves the mountains and nothing can separate us from the love of God. Lord, you know the miracles that need to happen. You know the perseverance that needs to be lifted up in our hearts, that we will not be weary in well-doing, that we will be strong and courageous and full of faith and full of victory. So Father, today, let your children, let your sons and daughters walk in that victory mindset that my faith is strong because God is strong. And I am giving God 100% control over every thought, word, and deed of my life. We thank you for it. And we decree it and declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us next Thursday. We'll be back with our book, Be Comforted. I'm ready for it. We're starting into that second section of the book of Isaiah, which is a parallel to the New Testament. It's a parallel to the prophecies and the promise of Jesus, the Messiah, and the Messiah coming back again. You don't want to miss Be Comforted next Thursday. See you and have a great day.